Hello, everybody. My name is Dwayne Newstater. I want to welcome you to Tree Actions, yeah. a new podcast that was inspired by what I like to call the human forest in our experience in this business of arboriculture and sharing uh, our experience, strength, and hope as it relates to working in the tree care industry and how it's impacted and affected not only our professional lives, but our personal lives. And uh, joining me on this adventure is Mr. Tony Tressold. Hello. All. Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. Um, I kind of think of it as an opportunity to kind of connect, uh, yes, yes. you know, future to past with the present in between. Because, you know, uh, you know, tree work and arboriculture right. has always been much more lifestyle, not job for me and for many of the people that we know. So it has had those, those, those far reaching effects. And, you know, that term human forestry that you've been using here recently, it kind of sums it up. Well, we all are sort of a, like a forest, you mm -hmm. know, trees come and go, um, new trees are added, old trees yeah. leave, you know, they all serve different purposes. They grow, they change, you know, everything kind of changes and it's, it's kind of neat. And I think one of the things I see, you know, having been in this business for three decades now, I notice, you know, in the last two to three years, there's a disconnect between the younger people getting into the business and the history that, that came before them. And from a trainer, sometimes it's frustrating because it's like, you know, can you just yeah, not do yeah. that? Because we've been down this road before and people got hurt. <laughs> but they're like, well, why, why, why? What's, well, you know, it's like, because we tried this shit before and it didn't work. Um, so my hope is that, you know, and a lot of that history, a lot of those lessons are shared yeah. Yeah. just like this in a format, just like this, just telling stories you know, and, and relating to each other and, and talking about those times, not that we should dwell on the past or be some sort of historical archive, but the things that have gone before us shouldn't be, shouldn't be left behind, you know, and should be passed on. What's, what's the old saying? You're not Correct. truly gone until nobody speaks your name ever again, you know? So in, in many ways we can, we can keep, um, we can keep a lot of the people that a lot of the trees that have fallen down and are turning back into, you know, food for the rest yeah. of the forest that are no longer with us. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and then, and the, uh, the yeah, recent event, Climarisa, you know, that whole concept was inspired by the, you know, the way trees connect with organisms in the soil, specifically in this case, fungi and how those roots are, you know, trees are able to get nutrients, minerals, micronutrients from these associations that are unique to each fungus and unique to those specific nutrients. And, you know, how much like that are we not all in that all of our experiences, you know, bring learnings and that we can share with one another if we connect, you know, and that, that, uh, exactly, you know, and, and specifically, you know, within the training model or the world that we've been a part of Tony, you and I both for many years, basically our whole careers, um, certainly for me, it's been my whole career, you know, and, and being the, you know, one of the founders of Arbor Culture Canada, um, I wanted a way to connect, uh, my, my instructors, my new instructors, the, the, my, my new growth with the old growth. And, uh, and yeah, we have some part of our force that has fallen, you know, and they are very much still contributing. Their their presence is felt. The there is a hole in the canopy, but they're uh, you know they're they weren't just uh, bucked up, chipped, and hauled away. You know the they're they're still serving a big purpose there as part of the force for 
and and nurturing and helping the rest of us. So, yeah, just a way through conversations to connect and share experiences, knowledge. And like you said, uh, more than just an occupation for so many of us, certainly those that we connect with on a long-term basis. You know, uh, I, I remember uh, Larry Hall, Norm's father, um, he's passed away now, but he was in that Legends of Arboriculture video. And, you know, he, he talks in there, they, he actually does kind of the closing piece on that mm -hmm. one section. And he says, you know, I, he thinks that something mystical happens with people that have been in the tree care industry for a certain length of time. And he, and he, and he, he goes so far as to say he feels it may be imparted mystically by the trees. But, you know, whatever it is, you know, I was interviewed in Washington, D.C. at the International Tree Climate Championships. And for some reason, I had it in my brain at that time about how kind of tree people are like the last vestiges of the of, of where, where if there was druids left on this planet practicing, you'd find them at the tree competitions, you know, like this is where you're going to find all the, well, <laughs> that was a bit of a thing to say to a, a radio interview person, because guess what got put on the radio in Washington, D.C.? And there was a few people that 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 uh, were like, seriously, Dwayne, you had to tell you told the whole Washington D.C. area on live radio that, or it was broadcast more than once because the recording played a few times. The Druids are gathering. <laughs> it's like you know, not everyone agreed as being identified as a Druid, and it That's wasn't true. my intention specifically for <laughs> yeah. that to be the primary focus of the of the conversation. But like as things go, mm -hmm. and and in the same could be done, so held for this podcast. What what people hear and take away from it, right. um, you know, and I would just like to offer that. What you hear here, let it be, you know, taken in and, and what you find valuable, take and share it and, and use it. And what you don't, you know, maybe you just don't understand it or, you know, throw it away or file it away. That's up to you. But really, it's the intention here is just to share and talk and stimulate, you know, conversation, stimulate thought and help and improve each other through that interaction i think it's fundamentally a goal of it and to keep the connections alive in today's day and age you know it seems that the the audio word is as powerful or as common as the written word and you know for someone like myself i really enjoy i, I can listen to a book i can listen to people talk for hours and not get distracted or bored but um you know, videos work too, but there's something about the spoken word and having that, you know, the the meditative quality of driving combined with listening to something that sounds interesting has a real powerful effect, at least for me. And, and maybe that this can be for some people as well. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I totally agree. I think that, you know, a podcast like this was in the back of our minds for quite a while. We just didn't know the medium to, you know, that, to make it effective. Cause yeah, we, you know, we can get together in person and we can tell stories, but the, the forest, yeah. the human forest has got so big, you know, even just in Arbor Canada, you know, they're, they're spread all over the country and it's difficult to have those sit downs face to face. <laughs> and then you throw in, you know, pandemics and things and it makes it even more interesting. But, you know, I think, you know, the, the, we kind of accidentally stumbled into this podcast format and it worked, like I said, I agree with you. It works really well. It's very consumable. You know, it's the kind of thing that, 
you know, you can listen to when you're driving or, you know, cooking or whatever, or, and, uh, it's, yeah. And you can break it into pieces. It's not, you know, I love reading. I read a lot of books, but you know, there is a different quality to an audio book, you know, hearing a discussion too, because, you know, a book will never get a discussion across quite the same because you don't, don't have the pauses and you don't have the inflections and you don't have the little laughs in the background and, and those things. So, you know, this, this audio format is really, really good for that. And, and I, I think by trying to add the video to it, I don't think it would add anything to it. Yeah. I think it would yeah. just make it um, harder to consume, you know, because you'd have, okay, now I got to sit down and listen to Dwayne and Tony talk for yeah. an hour. It's like, no, you can listen to us for 10 minutes and then you can, you know, go in the backyard, play ball yeah. with your kids. And when you come in, you can listen, you know, it's, it's much more digestible. And I think it, it serves the tradition of it serves the tradition yeah. of those stories that storytelling tradition so well um, because it is it is the human voice it is the spoken voice and there's different you know it's it it serves that that power of story so well so I you know I look forward to and making that that vital link yeah. you know that's sort of like the yeah. wind through the trees well and I like the like uh, right? the posterity of it you know the legacy that can be there you know had we started this. Back in the day, you know, what a great thing to have had an interview like this with Bruce, uh, with James, with with even Alex, uh, Peter, you know, like something. And we have those. There are videos. There are Mm -hmm. mementos of that. And, you know, candid moments of time recreating typically, but not not the conversations in this sense where it's a focused time dedicated to talking about our life in the human forest, you know, and I, you know, I think Bruce would have just loved that. It would have been a great conversation to have recorded for someone else to benefit from and listen to. And, uh, and in, in his own words, you know, um, absolutely. All those, all those late night conversations yeah. about the difference between single end and double end 10 X with Peter. I mean, you know, like, like I understand it to this day because of those conversations and, you know, just Bruce's stories about almost everything, you know, and just, you know, his, yeah. like most people don't realize yeah. you know, Bruce was a professional yeah. wrestler for a while. Those stories were funny. You know, it's like when, it, you know, you meet this guy in the tree job or on a training course or something. And it's like, he seems kind of like a professional wrestler but that's yeah. because he was, you know, it's like, it's fascinating. I got to wonder, I got to, when we, when we get Thor on the show, okay, later, yeah. I have a great story about yeah, the Thor's, first time I met Thor. It's pretty Thor's fun. looking forward to it. So I'm looking <laughs> you know, forward to his interview as but well. But I want to tell it. Um, here. Yeah. And I, I got, I'm going to keep Thor. digging through the, yeah. through the wood pile to find some more remnants of, of our forest, right? And most of them, well, all of them obviously are still standing right. and they're, they're still contributing <laughs> in their own way, you know? And uh, in fact, yeah. all of them are still in the, in the industry. They're still connected in some way. It, it's one of those weird industries. It's like that. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Stanley's another one, you know, right. his, his, uh, the history of, of like how splicing got involved into arboriculture, man. Like, wow. You know, it's an interesting, he's got, he's got a lot of man, like real good information there. And, and uh, yeah, so it's it's an honor to be able to facilitate that and to yeah. to, to and you know what else we, is the fact that people are willing, you know, mm-hmm. willing to give some time of, from their their you know their valuable resource of time to share and take time to do this and talk that that is 
to me, the most amazing part of all, you know, it's like, what a, what a gift to give. And, uh, and the fact that they, they're willing to, I guess, you know, there's, there's enough of a relationship and a desire there to want to help. You know, they still have that heart of a teacher that they want to share and, and give back. And, uh, you know, that's what probably would ultimately, mm-hmm. I think the one, one of the many things that, that all true instructor teachers have in common that stay involved in, in really in any form of education, but certainly in the business of arbor culture, you got to love the trees and the tree people to, 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 to teach arbor culture stuff for long periods of time. Like you and I have, there's got to be a love of both. And, you know, Bruce said it best. I love trees and tree people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I look forward to, you know, I haven't talked to to some of these guys in decades and it'd be interesting because they have a different perspective because I never left. Right. Like I stayed full, full on in it. It, but you have you always have a different perspective on something that you were full on in and then you step away yeah. from it for a little bit and then you look back into it or you stay kind of on the periphery and it's, it's uh, a perspective from the outside looking in would be i look forward to, to that because i can't have that i've always been on the inside for a lot of this it's hard for me i can only see from the inside looking out so and just to reconnect with them because there's just some funny funny things we've done and just interesting stuff that's been it's been around and it's nice to revisit that. And, and there's, there's lessons to be learned there, I think, but I don't think, I think, you know, that the people that we have on the podcast will learn lessons as well too. Cause like I said, they still have that heart of a teacher. And one of the reasons we all teach is because we love to learn. And just by revisiting these things, I think you can kind of revisit some of those lessons and then see them again through the, through yeah. a lens of, yeah. you know, 20, 15, 20 years more, you know, um, which is a different a different lens. It's yep. in some yep. ways it's clearer, you know, when you're when you're away from it, and you're not stuck in the middle of it. And then to just to see how the I mean the industry's changed so much from a training standpoint, you know. No. When we started doing this way, like YouTube wasn't a problem, you know. It's like and now <laughs> yeah. I now I battle the YouTube training crew almost constantly. Well, why would you think you know you ask like they're doing something you know, relatively unsafe, you know, misconfiguration. Like, why, why would you think you <laughs> I could do that? Oh, I saw it on YouTube. It's like, oh, geez. I never heard that, you know, until 10 years ago. <laughs> so it's, there's like a yeah. silent, uh, well, not just on your courses, now, not just before, but during, interesting. you know, I've had it happen where like the phone is actually being, you're being, your facts are being Google checked or what you're saying while you teach. You know, so you, you could be confronted or challenged minutes after speaking something because, well, it says here that, where did you get, what, what's that? Oh yeah. You know, and then, and it's, right. and sometimes it's like, oh yeah, well, I know, I know that guy. Okay. Here we go. You know, and I think for some people it's like, wow, holy crap. He actually knows the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and for some people like, oh yeah, he knows the guy, you know? So it, you're, uh, yeah. so much of it at that point comes down wow. to the attitude in the first place. You know, that's something that's uh, probably the most difficult thing to try to, uh, contend with or work. I always used to say, you can't teach people to care. You know, you, you, you can't educate someone to, you can't educate inspiration and you can't train professionalism in it you could you can model it at best right you can model it and inspire for sure through your actions 
but uh, if someone, you know, it's the old saying, those who have ears, let them hear, right? And I know there, there's a, Harv Ecker would talk about this, the, the, the millionaire mind guy and uh, the secrets of the millionaire mind guy. And he uh, said there wasn't just the right person, right place. Or what, what's that saying, right person? But there's right person, right place, right time. You know, he added that to it. That's the first time I'd heard that. And I don't know if it was his, his coining that. But, you know, like there's more than one, two elements that have to come together in order for um, the magic to happen, as they say, you know. And, uh, and it, you know, there has to be a willingness too. you know, there's to be a few mm. factors that need to, and you could have the best, you know, I think back to opportunities that existed that I wasn't able to see or ready to, to seize at that point in time. Yeah, no, it's just that. And, you know, yeah. it takes a unique personality to stick in arboriculture for a long time. And then it takes out of that unique set of personalities, it takes an even more unique person to want to actually do this training thing um, on a consistent basis when you, you know, like, when you, you know, it is so this just the people that have gotten involved and have been involved in the past are always very interesting, have a very good viewpoint. And many of them, if not all of them, you know, good business owners, good business leaders, you know, and trainers are still that way. You know, even a lot of the new trainers now are running their own businesses and stuff. And think about, you know, somebody like some of the past instructors, the business, just the straight up business, business advice they could give somebody, you know, and as I see this podcast as being a way to, to kind of spread that out a little bit too. Right. You know, cause they're in the same, they're in the same boat. You know, I remember before I got exposed to, you know, Ken and Rip and the whole Arbor Master thing and just, you know, working in Lancaster County with my brother. And I was fortunate. I had good, you know, instructors, I had good mentors, but it was, I was in a bubble. I didn't realize what the rest of the world was doing. And then when it started to expose that, it was, yeah. it was eye opening. And, you know, there's a lot of arborists out there that don't get that. And there's a lot of trainers that don't, you know, don't get that, you know, they don't have that opportunity to say, you know what, they think that they're going to start whatever, you know, and like, oh, I'm going to be a, a trainer for Arbor Canada and I'm all on my own. And it's like, I'm the first person doing this. Like, mm, nope. Nope. I've been doing it for quite a while. We, you know, you're out there. It's like exactly like you said, somebody yeah. Googles a fact you said, and you're basically getting heckled <laughs> by somebody that's not even in the course. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been through that. Yeah. We got to call. Yeah. We know about, we know what that's like, you know, so and sharing those stories and reconnecting. And I hope that through this podcast, exactly. some of those old voices and old faces can get, be more familiar. Um, not only for, for us, but for, for them. And this, this podcast is a way for them to do that we have no correct, rules correct. just because and, and i love the you know the the, 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 the old saying yeah. of you you die uh twice you know once when you physically die and again when your name's spoken for the last time and you know you bring up you know arbor master from the past and and it's still there you know arbor master isn't gone by any means but uh, you know i'd like that to be uh a thing too is you know it's and then really they they the whole concept that which we have built our career on really began with that that model that that you know and quite frankly Arbormaster didn't even really coin it, it its origins of their model to go back further to the game of logging which you know you got to go all the way back to Soren Erickson and I don't know if Soren's still alive or not mm-hmm. but well what a fascinating interview that would be you know to talk to him I think he might be mm-hmm. I think oh he did he did yeah okay 
But yeah, you know, that just reminded me, I, uh, Ron Hartel, I, yeah. I, I spoke yeah. with I, him just uh, last year, about a year ago. I went and had a visit with him. And uh, I think he would be tickled to pink. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it might be challenge getting him to log on or something. I'd have to go do that one in person just from technological standpoint. But you never know. Uh, that That's one I made. Well, he's not there. He's in Canada okay. now. Like, cause he's okay, I'll travel Canadian, to Australia. Right? Yeah, he lives there. in BC, Let's lives go. near DJ. He only lives... Oh, is he in like, Canada? Maybe a half an hour from DJ right now. No. So uh, um, that's DJ could go. I'll go there. Get him hooked up. That's uh, there you go. But you know, and I, I love that. Like all the names, all the connections, and like uh, digging back into that those archives of. It's like digging through the layers of the forest floor. You know, it's all there, and it's all part. It's all made of what what it is today, and. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm excited for it too. I think it's going to be fun. You know, and I guess as they say, as long as you enjoy what you're doing, then other people might enjoy yeah. it with you, right? So, yeah, I think- as long as we're having fun, I think that's the main thing, Tony. And you know, who's this going to help? Yeah. Well, but if it if it just helps us or it keeps us happy, that's good enough for me at this stage of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've always kind of figured with creative pursuits like this, if you create what you'd like to see in the world, then. Right. Yeah, you've entertained yeah. yourself, and the rest is just icing on the cake, right? Like if somebody else, yeah, you know, it and too, it's nice awesome, to be in a situation not, yeah, where it, it's not, and, uh, you know, a matter of livelihood, or uh, you know, we're not in that situation where hopefully this works, or you know, we're going to have to figure out how to pay for the investment. You know, it, it's not like that. It it has a real altruistic uh, um, yeah, right. tone to it or flavor. You know that that I think. That has a certain charm or a certain attraction, right? It's it's it, this isn't it isn't about trying to get enough enough hits that we can monetize. You know, it's not it's not the objective. The objective truly is to to share information, and knowledge, and help people improve and inspire and get them to think and and just be better contributors to the human forest. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think all of the instructors that have been involved with Arbor Canada current and through the past have had that. It's like, yeah, I mean, you have to get paid for your time. You should be paid yep. for your time and talents, but it, it's never been about making money, right? You know, I mean, unfortunately, the society and the culture we live in, you, you have to have money to grease the wheels. But, you know, I know I, it was always the hardest thing for people to understand, you know, that you got trained like, oh, man, it's like, they would sort of infer that, man, you must be making money hand over fist. Like, nah, dude, I'm like, I'm doing all right. I'm paying the bills, but I could make way more money staying at home doing tree work, you know, and not have to travel and sleep in my own bed at night (laughs) and uh, not have to eat in restaurants every night by myself, you know? And, and I'm not saying that it was that bad of a life. I, you know, I, you know, but yeah, you did it out of a sense of altruism and because you wanted to help. And it takes, like I said, it takes a unique person to do the work. And then it takes a unique person that's willing to give that part of themselves to, you know, spend that amount of time away from family and to, to help out. And you're right. Yes. You know, you get, and like I said, nice thing about this medium and this podcast is we don't have yeah. those worries yeah. anymore. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's low overhead, you know, it's not costing us that much to, you know, to do this. And then we, but we can still, it's still in the spirit of going out there and teaching somebody to use a chainsaw because there's a lot of lessons to be learned. And I think, and then, you know, maybe what Norm's dad was saying is maybe that's that mystical changeover. I, for the longest time, I was teaching people how to run chainsaws. Now I realize that I'm teaching yeah. people how to run chainsaws and live a good life. 
you know, yeah. like the, 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 yeah. a lot of those lessons are, are, the, are very much intertwined and they're the same lessons, you know, like how you do anything is how you do everything. And that, that little mantra that we got yeah. from trainer yeah. has so much more power now, you know, three decades in because it's so true. It's just so true. Right. And it's, it'd be interesting to reconnect the old with the new, and, you know, our intent is, you know, as this starts out, it'll mm-hmm, be exactly. just for our candidates. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that to, to the light, there. you know, in the conception of this, Thanks. that, I'm fine. you know, hey, maybe maybe it's it becomes interesting enough and valuable enough that or people value it enough that they, they want to share it and that, you know, which is great. And so if we, you know, you know, Nance was saying, she said, well, because I, I was going to use Arbor Canada in there somewhere and. She said, that's great. You know, and then I had the Arbor Canadians, which I've, you know, I've kind of coined whenever I, I talk about our instructors, you know, and, and share stuff on, on Arbor Canada's social stuff, um, that the Arbor Canadians are doing something somewhere. You know, you've been called an Arbor Canadian, even though you're not Canadian, but you're part of the Arbor Canada team, therefore you're an Arbor Canadian. But, you know, some people could feel precluded, you know, from that because they're not Canadian. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, but it is, you know, people that are connected with the Arbor Canadian team or the Arbor Canada team. So, uh, but as far as go, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just one species that connects with another they've learned, right? They're, it's interspecies. So maybe Canadians and Americans can connect <laughs> and Europeans and all the rest, which we clearly know doesn't, of course does maybe. happen. So, you know, as beautiful of an example mm-hmm. as the, the natural forest is the human forest, has certain advantages and isn't under the same restrictions as the urban, as the, the urban or natural forest is, you know, we can, we can transcend that and take the example, which I believe is probably the most powerful example of community and how to live together that exists. I, I, I'm starting to have this weird old guy thinking around the fact that, that, that was, the, that's, one of the primary purposes of the forest to just show us how to live together. And, uh, you know, as this planet grows and grows and, mm-hmm. and the population increases, I don't, you know, if forests accommodate, they, they figure it out. Like the forest would never grow to such a state that they, they, they'd shade each other out and die. It just wouldn't happen. And uh, there's got to be a lesson in there somewhere. But anyways, that's getting a little down in the weeds, but. Yeah, but I think, like I said, the the analogies are are numerous, and you can take it to any level you want. Uh, on the very surface level, it's just a bunch of stories about old bunch of tree people that have been doing this work forever, and this and the silly things we get into. And on a deeper level, it's you know, it's it's a blueprint for how we've moved through this world. Not that by am I an expert by any means, but yep. you know, I've been down the road as you've been down the road, and. You know, so there's there's lessons yeah. to be learned there. You know, looking back for other people that haven't been down that road, and it's always always good to share, and it's a wonderful platform for it. And you know, it's you know, pound for pound, a tree a tree that has fallen over and is decomposing on the forest floor, yeah. pound for yeah. pound, probably is more alive than a tree that's upright and growing. So it pays to look back and to see where you came from and to see what you're standing yeah. on, and then yeah. also it's I know it's it's such a and see the sunlight great analogy and you know and i and i'm I certainly we're not you know uh the the stake or uh 
you know, we don't have a monopoly on the concept. It's been, you know, it's been, I think, batted around and conceptualized by people for decades, for millennia. You know, they, like, you know, I'll go back to my times with Jack Phillips and who I met through Dr. Shigo. And, you know, he, he, was, he became a consulting arborist in a weird roundabout way, but he spent most of his career as a, as a anthropologist, you know, teaching religious philosophy and history and human history around religions. Like, and he, he became a consulting arborist and he would continually draw parallels to, you know, the origins of religion of around the planet and globe and how trees in every single one play a role and are connected and there's a symbolism to a tree in every ancient religion that has ever existed and uh i was just fascinated by that you know and that's why him and shigo you know jack and alex were working on writing a book at the time you know they weren't finished the book uh unfortunately alex passed away before they had completed it but it was the first co-authorship that that shigo was involved with was him and jack and jack did complete the the booklet, I suppose it is, but he, he, they had started it. So it, it's not all, and Jack didn't really elaborate to the degree that they had intended to go because, you know, he just didn't feel that that was appropriate. But I do, I do think that, that Marilyn has copies. You know, I had a copy. I was going to show it to you. I was going to show it to everybody actually. At, and it, it's in my office there when we were meeting in the basement at Climb Horizon. I wanted to break that out with the pithy points, but uh, it's called the soul of a tree. And that's what, their intention wasn't to, it was a play on words. And it wasn't that to suggest that trees are sentient and, you know, part of the spiritual realm, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't an intent to not suggest that. But what the book was about, their intention was to draw understanding and parallel to the fact of what is it about trees that people dig and that's where the term soul came in. You know, Jack would reference it like, mm -hmm. have you ever heard of soul food or soul music or comfort food, right? Something that somehow touches you in a mm -hmm. different way, you know, because we, we all have that. Like you smell an apple pie or something cooking that reminds you of home and of a very pleasant time period right that that's soul food and you you eat that food and it comforts you or you listen to a song and it's like you just you go somewhere and trees do that for people so they're they were attempting to try to mm -hmm. uh illustrate what it is about trees that makes people feel that way hence what gives trees soul or rhythm or comfort and in and it because it's quite Mm -hmm. uh universal in in cultures society like it doesn't matter what language you speak people like being in the forest you know we know now that they you know there's actual chemicals released in the forest that that calm us like there's 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 actual chemical physiological reasons for it let alone spiritual mystical meditative whatever you want to call it so uh you know, right down to how, you know, what it is about, what is it about a fire? You know, Jack and I would talk a lot about that, you know, the releasing of sun fire, you know, allowing us to basically almost touch the sun, but don't get too close because even a campfire is going to burn your ass if you're not careful, right? And anyone's melted a pair of tennis shoes or wet socks, you're trying to dry yeah. after a hike and 
my gosh, they're shot because they're a little too close to the sun. <laughs> and you, what a unique thing that trees bring us, you know? Yeah, right. Well, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe in our own way through this podcast, yeah, yeah. we can kind of start to access some of that through the stories and the traditions and all the way that we've gone about it and, and see where it grows from there. 